you are listening to Takedowns to Breakdowns. As far as diss tracks go, in the history of diss tracks, what did you think of uh, the Dana White diss track by Jake Paul? Because I said that to uh, you, I said that to you out of the blue. You sure did. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I thought we were past this age of people doing diss tracks because um, I know he was like, actually, both brothers were infamous for their diss tracks, um, particularly with each other um, back like years ago. So the fact that this came out, I feel like this one actually made sense, though. Uh, did I find it to be cringy? I'm like, yeah, you know, did he have to do a song about it since it's been all over social media anyways? Probably not necessary, but it got people's attention. Um, mm-hmm. Which is the point. Form. That's the point. Right. And I was, I think the first thing I said to you, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe Cyborg was in it. I mean, I'm not, that makes I think sense. I even said, well, technically I'm other. not shocked, but yeah. But shocked, so, that he, shocked that he was able to get her in. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand um, that. I understand that. Yeah. Um I don't know, man. I think it was genius. Uh I mean clearly it's just another way of getting the message across, but of course nothing's really being done about it on Dana's part, so True. You know. <laughs> True. I I re- uh, I always say this. I say this. I think every other episode now. Uh-huh. I always call back to the time where I told you on this podcast how Jake Paul is going to save MMA. <laughs> right? Jake Paul is mm-hmm. the savior of combat sports. Okay. Right. Name any other combat athlete that's willing to go head to head against the head of an organization publicly like this they wouldn't unless they were retired and that's only because they are currently hired with some sort of organization and they are currently an employee right they could be they could have repercussions for it jake paul doesn't care about the repercussions because he has fuck you money right so it's just i can say whatever the fuck i want about dana white Mm mm-hmm I wonder if Dana White... Actually, I don't know if Dana White responded to that. Oh, shit. I don't want to start it. Um, I I really do think... uh, I don't think Dana White ignored it because his ego is too too soft. Um, So I don't think that happened. But... Oh, man. Some of these comments are, are gold. All Jake Paul did is tell Cyborg the song is called Fuck Dana White and she said, I'm in. No questions asked. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, McGregor angrily paces back and forth in front of his computer monitor for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> this beef can only end in one way. Jake Paul versus Dana White boxing match. Yeah. Would you pay for that? You would pay for that, wouldn't you? <sighs> no. I mean, I still don't want to give either of them money, to be honest. Um, but imagine that fight. Yeah, yeah. Here's my thing, though, and I don't know if I expressed my feeling on this. Is Jake Paul honestly doing this for the fighters, or do you think it's it's him? He's trying to make himself look good as if, like, oh, I need to be, like, he feels like he needs to do this. Or- no, because he act, he actually, or maybe, I mean, I don't know, but. He's very, very active in both uh, encouraging and helping kids learn how to box, like like uh, underprivileged kids. He has like a, a foundation for them to oh, help. I didn't them. know that. Yes, and oh. and he fully supports and is trying to bring more spotlight to women's boxing, which is why in his last card he had the co-main be uh, a women's boxing fight. Interesting. Okay. So, oh, well, so uh, he act. So, I mean, could it all be a ruse? Of course. But as most people have said about the Paul brothers, that mm-hmm. what they do in public versus who they are in reality is very, very different on purpose. So, right. It's very, very possible. Yeah, th- that's the thing. I I really don't know. Like, I'm still trying to understand the vibe they put out because it's like the Diaz brothers, right? We know who they are inside the ufc they have that reputation but outside of that they're fucking angels 
You know what I mean? And the, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's so it's like, but we're all aware of it and we still love them. You know what I mean? Even though they don't have the belt, nothing. It's like a cowboy Cerrone, like no matter win, lose, not, you you just you love them. Yes. Um again, I think it's because they are authentically themselves. Yes. And right, that's what exactly. it is. I'm still trying to figure out the Paul brothers. Um and not to really you know, straight from the subject on Jake in particular, but no, 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 did straight. you hear about the whole Logan Paul uh no thing with no. him and Mayweather now? Well, apparently no. he's suing Mayweather because what? either he, Mayweather didn't something about Logan Paul either not getting all of the pay that was promised or he didn't he still hasn't gotten paid for that fight against Mayweather? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, really? so there's some sort of lawsuit happening now. Yes. Yep. Okay. Why wouldn't Mayweather just fucking pay him? That's my point. He already was taking home the bigger purse, I'm pretty sure. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean, rich people want to be want to stay rich and get richer, right? I mean, private jet fuel is very expensive. So But then I was thinking of that too, but like why would Mayweather pay him? Why well, wouldn't the promotion pay? I think the promotion is Mayweather Promotions, isn't it? Oh, see, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not really too. I thought it was. I don't. I don't know what. I, I don't know enough about the promotion setup of what happened on that fight. I was too busy just being like, I can't believe we're about to watch Logan Paul fight Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, but yeah, supposedly that's happening though. Um, okay. There's a lawsuit out because he okay. was never paid. Fuck. Okay. Okay. Well, so here's something that's different, right? You have Jake Paul going, literally going all out and putting out a music video of high production against Dana White. Yep. Uh, Mums the word with a diss track to Floyd Mayweather. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's. I think there is a point to what you said. I, I think Jake Paul does it on some level without the full altruistic uh, intent. I don't think it's mm -hmm. all altruism that he's attacking Dana White about fighter pay and, and rights and everything. I think he partially does it because he knows that it's clickbaity. So you have to, don't right. forget the Paul brothers are young, right? Like the Paul brothers grew up in today's society with today's access to technology with today's understanding of how social media is shaping the interface of what we have with our culture and society and others so they know mm. that's the game right that's why logan paul had that like short minute 30 second video calling alcada mcgregor for a fight you know like you drunk irish bitch like just like half sitting out i think it was a ferrari with the door open and shit smoking a big fat cigar right yeah, he knew what he was doing. It's 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 click. It's clicks and views. How many times do I say that to you? It's all about clicks and views. That is the world. That is the mm -hmm. world. We can cling to what it used to be before the clicks and views. But I'm here to tell you, especially in the business world, that is how things are handled. Things yeah. are handled by clicks and views. That is what runs this world, unfortunately. So that is how it's done, and they know how to do it. So yeah, as a part of this clicks and views, of course it is. But as a part of this, also the possibility that they. That's what I, I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way. I think it's coming from an actual genuine place of him being like, yo, it's fucked that these guys get paid $15,000. Mm. I have friends who are UFC fighters who, get, who like have to deal with that. That's bullshit. Why can't they make more? Oh, it's because Dana White's like trapping them in. Dana White's a fucking bitch. I think that's what it is. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's a, yo, Dana, let's, let's have a feud and I'll poke fun at how you treat your fighters. Like that's, I don't think that's what it is at all. I think it comes from a genuine place and then he turns it into clicks and views, mm -hmm. you know, much like how gotcha hat. Remember that the whole sequence of yep. Mayweather gotcha hat was a thing. Yeah. Um, I don't think he planned. I mean, actually I do think he planned it. I do think he planned to snatch his hat. I don't think that was a spontaneous thing. I think he planned to snatch his hat and just make fun of him. I don't think he was expecting uh, Mayweather's bodyguards to, to hit him um, and actually bloody him up. Um, yeah. But they did. <laughs> um, but then get, what did he do? He sold hats that said, gotcha hat on them. 
right? Like yep. he immediately he got a tattoo. <laughs> he, he got a tattoo. He changed his Twitter name to Gotcha Hat. Like he, <laughs> he knows how to do it. He knows how yeah. to be the social media bully, right? Because he understands social media. So I think the diss track is the here's the here's the the side thing. It wasn't that bad. Like as far as like no, it wasn't. music goes. It wasn't like it's not like it wasn't catchy. <laughs> I know, right? That's what I hate. Like, right? It actually sounded decent. Yeah, yeah. Those, yeah. Those are my favorite comments. They were just like, "Why is this low key fire?" <laughs> like shit. So it, it makes me. It, I, it makes me think. It makes me think of. Um, it makes me think of. When most beefs happen, right? When most public spats come to light, I feel like a lot of it is genuine. But I feel like each and every time, it's on a public forum because they're able to get paid for it. Mm-hmm. Right? It's the same. It's the same area. It's the same source that we spoke about with CM Punk. Right? Why isn't CM Punk, you know, building his way up from an amateur level? Blah 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 blah. And it's like it's because he can get a payout. For his first fight, so why not? Yeah. Is it right? No. Is it fair? No. But if he has the name and the leverage, do you get paid a huge amount of money for his first professional MMA fight? Why not? Which he did, right? So, I mean, it came from a good place, but it also comes from a place of, I can make money doing this as well, right? I can also make money doing this, so why not? Why not take advantage of that? Yeah. So, I get it. I, I totally get it. I totally get it. Um, yeah. I will say, um, I remember Jake Paul when he was, when him and Dana were going back and forth. This this part did seem pretty genuine, though. When um, he, he offered that whole thing, like, you know, if I lose, I think it was a match against, what was it, Jorge Masvidal or yeah. someone. Masvidal. He's like, um, I will completely stop what I'm doing. The boxing, I will them, retire. Whatever, said, yeah, I will retire. retire, um, and whatever. But if I win, then you need to offer the health care thing <laughs> and like increase their pay from this to this and yep. whatever. And I mean that that was like the one point where I was like, okay, all right, you know that's uh, that's actually pretty fair, yeah. you know, because he's he's in embar- Dana, he's embarrassing you right now, yes, and he's making points. Um, like that was just a beautiful offer, and again, just Dana kind of was like, you know, right over his head. It's it well, and- well. Here's the thing, and this is something that all powerful, large named people do, and it's a, it's a tactic that works, unfortunately. And it's the if you shelter down, if you hunker down and shelter, it will blow over. Right, and that's what Dana did. Dana didn't mm-hmm. try to address it too much. He didn't. He didn't get talk about it in a press conference. He just let it blow over and let it quiet down. As with any scandal, for anybody who's in the spotlight, if you stay quiet, it will go away. That's the yeah. idea behind it. Unless it's something so out there, like Kevin Spacey, I don't think can ever come back. Mm, right? Yeah. Like, just because the way that he went out was so unique and not in a good way it's mm-hmm. like okay so you were targeting underage boys and then you come out and you say in defense of it it's because you're actually gay <laughs> and then and, and then you kind of just go into shelter to, to stay away and then a year later you put out a video of you acting as the character of uh, of a popular tv show that you used to play on mm-hmm and you think that, like, I don't know if he thought that was testing the waters or whatever, but, like, I, he's, like, he's out, right? Yep. Um, you have, like, Louis C.K., who's coming back, who actually is back. He has a special out, right? He's been yeah. doing shows in New York City, right? He laid low. He lost his show. He stayed to himself. He stayed private. And then he came back out, and it's blown over. To a degree, it's blown over. He's back, and he's selling out rooms. He's doing specials. So he's back, right? Most people try to let these things blow over. 
Um, I think that's the Dana defense at this point. It's just the blow is like, let, hunker down, let it blow over, I'll be safe. I won't, I won't have to talk about this because we'll all, we will all forget about it. Mm-hmm. If Jake Paul is smart and if he actually cares, he will wait for it to blow over and then he'll do something else to bring it back up again. Right. If he right. really wants to, but we'll see. We'll see. Speaking of, speaking though, of uh, Dana White, you sent me a very interesting article. <laughs> mm-hmm. So before we get into that article, I want to know your thoughts, your opinions, and how you feel about the metaverse. I mean, this is the end of the world as we know it. This is the end of humanity. I, You know what it is. I feel like we're in the metaverse now. Like somewhere there, we have bodies just decomposing with headsets on. And we, the thing is, we don't know because we were, the simulation started as us being born and we're living a life. And now we're about to jump into this whole other simulation where it's like, oh, no, no, it's going to start out with, uh, let's let's go to to this area of the world through the metaverse or let's check out a UFC event. All of a sudden, you're living another life entirely. It's Ready Player One. Right. It's Ready Player One. So um, it's just the beginning of the end. So you Uh, hate the metaverse. You hate the metaverse. I hate the idea of it. Why? Um, Why do you hate it? Why do you hate the idea of it? uh, Okay, well, okay. To be fair, to be fair, I've never experienced VR before. So let's just get that out there. Never. I've never experienced it. Okay. So this is coming from that type of perspective, right? To someone. Yes, I've seen like videos of people doing VR stuff. Um, I don't know. I I mean, I get this, you know, I I guess the metaverse is supposed to be on a whole other level. Um, Eh. But now, no, not really. As somebody who's used 3D pretty extensively, you have two different types of 3D. You have you have people who are trying to give you the most immersive experience possible. Mm-hmm. And it definitely has some of those dynamics, but it doesn't look good at all. Like you're not getting high texture, high quality graphics on anything. Um, mm-hmm. It basically looks like PS3, Xbox 360 graphics. <laughs> you know what I mean? To a degree. Right, right. And then you have the uh, copy and paste VR, which is like VR porn and like the VR travel experiences where essentially you're just on like a simulated recreated experience of something where Mm -hmm. it actually looks pretty, pretty good. Um, But that's not as interactive in the environment. It's a lot more of like you strap down into into your chair and you're on a ride, Mm -hmm. essentially less of I'm jumping to different locations in this world, picking things up and doing shit like that. You don't do that in, in the other, in like that type of VR. So two very different experiences of VR. Um, so it's not, it's not at its full potential. The metaverse and just VR in general I, are not to their full potential. Mm. It's Here's- weird. You're huge. I'm looking behind you. And you have at least three shelves of video games. So a person, you're, you're, you're microscopics for fuck's sake on YouTube. You, you, video games are a passion of yours. And here you right. are saying, I don't want to have this idea of the metaverse. And it's like, oh, why? <laughs> so just to, just to um, go more in depth with that, you're seeing three shelves of my childhood. It's classic Nintendo, Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Not, most of this is not modern. I'm a big fan of the older stuff because I feel like there was some sort of magic with the older stuff, right? Um, now, okay. granted, yes, okay. I do play modern video games, especially a lot more, obviously. Um, but as far as, like, the VR stuff, I mean, one, it's too expensive. I mean, some of the the headset alone is like what a a console costs. And it gets updated you know? like every three years. Right. So you have to buy a new one every single time. So I, that was always a turnoff for me. Um, also, when it comes to modern games, I feel like everybody jumps onto this whole, oh, let's make it beautiful and stretch out the game so you get like thousands of hours out of it 
but the game itself is boring. The the story is bland, um, and things like that. So okay, yeah. Okay, but in the metaverse, but now getting into right. So with the whole metaverse thing, like okay, the UFC thing. So this is okay. where we're we're trying to get into. That's what so we're trying Dana to get White, to. Yes. Yeah. So Dana White mentioned in an article that um, they're looking into introducing the whole metaverse experience with the UFC. And I would guess it would be pay-per-views, maybe to start. Who knows if it'll be, like, on fight nights or whatever. But Mm -hmm. um, here's what I don't like with this idea. Number one, what is it going to cost? Because we already know it's going to cost something. Oh, yes, it is. It's not going to be free. It's going to cost a lot of money. Right. So there's already... You're already spending money on ESPN Plus. Yes. You then have to spend money on the pay-per-view itself. Yes. However, you already know there's going to be some sort of upcharge to have the metaverse experience. Another issue I have with this. What kind of experience is this? Ah, Am I going to be viewing this from a stadium seat looking through the cage? Am I going to get an aerial view? You know, what is the difference between this and just me watching it on TV? So here's what the difference will be. If I had to project, if I had to uh, project and and estimate. Am I going to be sitting next to Joe Rogan as he's freaking out? Yes. Because someone got knocked out. What you do. That's what I want you, You do. You offer two different packages to the metaverse for live events. And by the way. I'm I'm surprised not every single sporting uh, organization is losing their mind over the possibilities. I have a stadium that maxes out at 50,000 people. But if I enable VR metaverse immersive cameras and scanners into my stadium, all of a sudden my I can I can fit 15,000 people in person. I can fit in an indefinite amount of people in the stands virtually. So you can right. offer either a fixed seating, so you like as if you're actually there, you can pay for a seat you want, and there will be a scanner camera sensor there. So you will be sitting in a chair, and you can stand up and all this shit and look around just like you would if you were there. Or you pay for like the high-end VIP, and you can jump to different locations in the stadium. You can jump to be in the commentator's booth. You can hear them right next to you and the audio, uh-huh. and you offer this crazy immersive never- you cannot replicate that experience. And then, oh, this crazy thing happened. You can jump into like a higher seat to see the whole cage. Or you can see and jump into like the ref has a camera on and you can see what the ref is seeing in the cage. You can that go fucking insane with the possibilities of this. And if I'm the owner of a team in a, or if I'm a, a commissioner of a league for a sports, uh, for a sports, uh, for a sport, I would be all in, put all my chips in on this. Are you kidding me? As VR, VR is expensive, but as VR starts to come normalized and starts to come down in price, I'm going to want to have the metaverse in my pocket so I could say, hey, you're scared about COVID? You don't want to drive two hours or you don't want to have to get a hotel room or you don't want to do whatever inconvenience it is to be here in person? Why don't you just pay the extra 30, 40 bucks and you're here virtually? And I can give you a 4K experience with 360 degrees of, of what you want to see like up and like you can stand up in your seat, you can sit back down. Like you don't have to worry about paying concessions. You can just eat and drink what you want at home. And when it's over, you just take off the thing and just lay down and go to bed. That is, that is such a business opportunity. You have to view everything in this world as how does it make more money? And this makes sense. You hate everything I just said, don't you? <laughs> I, can, I see. I see your point. <laughs> uh, I hear you. Yeah. Trust me, I hear you. However, <laughs> if I'm going to go as far as to pay whatever amount it's going to be for this metaverse experience, I feel like I should just plan a trip to actually go to the event itself but why um you have to spend gas money you have to pack your bags you worry, worry about like keeping everything secure and see but that's it. the thing though worry it's about like losing it well no the way i see it is it becomes the experience though it's like it that's that's the vacation like yes you're there for the ufc but it's about like 
God, I'm going to sound so fucking sappy for saying this. Matt, it's about the journey, bro. It's about the journey of going there and then coming back, leaving with the emotions that you left back in that stadium and going to, you know what I mean? Like, and then again, and we talked, God, I hate beating a dead horse, but like when you and I would go to pay-per-view, uh, to to Buffalo Wild Wings to watch pay-per-views. Yes. Just hearing everyone around us and then us joining in on the excitement when something happened and the, the roar of the place. Yes. And like just having the food like everything it was the atmosphere the that atmospheric experience well with um, the well thanks to our partnership with uh with dolby at with dolby we have the dolby atmos experience in your metaverse ticket so you have full <laughs> high definition 7.1 dts atmos surround sound to give you the most immersive live experience possible with our 4k 144 refresh 60 120 frames per second viewing experience from the comfort of your couch here's what i'll say (laughs) if it was more of if i got more of that 4d experience you know it probably wouldn't be as bad it's not going to be as simple as putting a pair of headphones and goggles on but like, if there was something, you, like, okay, what if you have not tried VR first? yet? You need to try right. VR as somebody so who <laughs> as somebody who's done VR and multiple types of VR. There's some shitty VR, and then there's some really fucking like, you're like the person in the room is telling you to be careful because you're so lost in it. You're about to knock into the TV. Like, it is 100 percent something you need to experience. Yeah, I just feel like. Like, I don't know if you've ever experienced any, like, 4D, like, park attraction or whatever, but, like, when you see fire show up on the screen, it's like, oh, shit, I just felt a burst of heat, like, actual heat going into my face. Or if something on... Like, you're sitting in a seat, though. You're watching... You're watching something. You're watching... So here's where I was getting at. Here's where I was getting at. Okay. So it's not just the audio. It's not just the visual. But again, there's just this atmospheric, like... Thing. Like, if they sold a metaverse chair unit... Where you could sit down, you just put this in, this whole head coverage, you know what I mean? Like you sit in it, the thing goes over your head, and it's like you're feeling, you're just, you're feeling it, you're seeing it, you're hearing it. Uh, I don't know, man. No, 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 no. You're on the right track. You're just jumping ahead by 20 years. You're talking right. about the metaverse experience, because the metaverse experience is going to be, it's going to be one of two things. The metaverse is going to evolve into one or two things. It's going to be one. It's going to be fucking Matrix, where there's a chip mm. or some type of connection to a neural implant that gets you fully immersed and you're living in it like a dream. Or you put on like this fucking bodysuit that replicates everything that you actually feel. And it gives mm. you the 4D experience. And you know why? It's because porn's going to push this into the next dimension. It is. Okay. It, it, porn is porn is going to do that. Porn has done that in cinema and film and the internet. Porn has <laughs> porn has driven a lot of these a lot of these needs because it's so much money. Don't ever forget this is capitalism, baby. We don't give a fuck. We just want money. So what gets more views than porn? Guess what? Nothing. So <laughs> So are you kidding me? The sooner they can get people into the metaverse to 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 like actually feel like they're having sex or whatever, the the sooner it's going to happen and become mainstream. One hundred percent, one hundred fucking percent. That's how it's going to be. Yeah, that's. And I'm not saying it has to stay to that. Obviously, obviously, it's going to evolve into more. Like it's going to get fucking wild in the metaverse when it's like you're going to play this game. Please select realism realism effects because if you get shot, you're gonna feel like you just got. It's gonna punch you in the fucking chest. So it's like if you have if you have health issues or concerns, don't you just because it might fucking bruise your rib, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I have no doubt that the metaverse is gonna get to that point where it's like, oh, I played the new UFC game and um, I felt like my throat getting closed when I was getting <laughs> caught in a guillotine. Like I have no doubt that it's gonna get to that level eventually. Yeah. I think what you said is correct. It's just I think it's so far down the road it's not going to happen yet. Gotcha. I do what? I I do think there is a possibility. What if what if you're right? What if people value the in-person experience more and VR becomes more accessible? What if it flips? It flips and all of a sudden the in-person experience goes up in price 
because they go, you know what? There's more money wasted with the in-person physical maintenance of what we're doing with the third-party vendors at an arena. Let us up the ticket prices so maybe we'll get less people. But that will drive people into the cheaper option of the metaverse experience. So let's mm. say we sell the pay-per-view by itself and that's the metaverse experience. The in-person has like a $20 surcharge, right? And because you have unlimited seating in, in the metaverse... You could have you could have you could have a thousand you could have ten thousand people sitting in each seat because nobody's actually sitting there. They're just viewing from the fucking camera, right? Right. From the sensors and lens, that's all they're fucking doing. So you have an unlimited potential of people who could actually be seeing it. You're really only capped by bandwidth. Like you're capped by your internet speeds. That's really True. it. You gotta have a fiber truck come to every arena to be able to set everything up. But like, if you do that, and then next thing you know, hey, we're doing like twenty million dollars per pay per view because eighty percent of our revenue is coming from the fucking metaverse. Because everybody can just go into the metaverse and clock in, be fucking, you know, smoking giant blunts, you know, and and drinking and, and drinking all the alcohol they want at home. They're not driving. Very you know true. What I mean? They're not at a public space. They can get as fucked up as they want and be screaming in the metaverse, mm-hmm. right? And they have a microphone on their fucking unit. And next thing you know, they're screaming into the crowd. And you want to be a psychopath. You output all that audio into one. And you just have this massive amount of sound of, of, live, of a live audience crowd. Both in person and through the metaverse. Hmm. You can could, you could do so much here. Is my point. True. I just wonder if there's also going to be like a delay issue as well. Like imagine oh, that like be. a bunch of people... There's like a, a five second delay. So when everybody live is like, yeah, yeah, and then they stop and then you just hear like a, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's all like digital. <laughs> you could. And here's the thing. We're so far away, I think, from actually having the proper experience. I don't think it's going to be a concern just yet, but they need to have. Here's the one reason why it's not going to happen as soon as we think it's because of the cost of it. The cost of having the physical setup, the cost of having the maintenance, the cost of licenses for software, the cost of buying the hardware, the cost of hiring those people who know enough about networking and about the VR experience and how to set it up. Like, There's so much money they're going to have to invest into getting that kind of setup. Mm. So it's it would be extremely, extremely difficult. But I mean, it's a, I, I'll tell you this. I don't have a VR headset. You would get one if it got that good. I might. One hundred percent. Here's my question. Let's say the revenue does go up for the UFC or any company that decides to go down this path. Yep. Does fighter pay increase? <laughs> I don't think it does. <laughs> I don't think it does. I don't think because does. then I could see the excuses being like from Dana, like, oh, well, you know, who's going to pay for all this fiber optics? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm know, saying. Like, that's what it gets to. You, he, yeah. you, he will. That's also a reason why I could see him going into this. It's another scapegoat for the bills. Right. It's a scapegoat for the costs. It's a scapegoat for where the money goes. It's a, it's 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 a genius move. Like, you don't got to like it because it's kind of shady. It's kind of shitty. But it's a it's a smart fucking move, man. Yeah. Oh, I won't lie. Dana is the first to try or attempt anything since COVID. You know? Yes. And I wouldn't doubt that he will also be successful with this as well. And then other sports will follow. Imagine, because imagine right now, if you wanted to, of being able to have a fully immersive experience of being at like uh, a Manchester United soccer game or Mm. European football game. And instead of having to worry about flying over there and currency, international travel and passports and everything else. Nope. I pay 40 bucks. I strap in, put on my, uh, my, my, my Dolby branded headphones and I have a full immersive experience as if I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I, I bought my seat in the stands. I have my seat in the stands and I'm watching it live and I'm next to live people. 
So that's something that you brought up before with the UFC, like with the camera switching, right? Like, I wonder if they would allow something like that. Like, oh, I wonder what the the nosebleed section looks like from here. (laughs) Oh, now let me switch to, you know, next to Joe Rogan or... I wonder if they'll price it differently. Well, that's like, what I was okay. saying before. Yeah, like they charge that as the premium package. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get, yeah. So like even for other sports, because I'm really thinking like, well, other sports, they have larger areas to work with, right? Like these 100-yard fields for like football or something. Yeah, yeah. It's like, so how does the metaverse really work with that unless it was some sort of camera view position from the stadium seating itself? And yeah, like... And that's what kills me, too. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm getting this front row seat experience, but I'm also not there. So is it fair to charge someone the price of getting an actual ticket in person, seeing it be, see, being seated there live, or do you think there should be some sort of money savings thing because you, you are just viewing it from... You have to you have camera. to price out what is convenience to your customer base and what is convenience to you. Yeah. What is the cost of convenience to you and to the customer? That's that's what that discussion is. That's what this is. That's what you're mentioning. Yeah. Right? What is the like what is the cost of having of, of allowing people universally to have the convenience of being in our events through VR? Well, the cost is X amount of dollars for a third-party company for product integration, service integration, software integration, maintenance, transportation, installation, like all the things that we have to do at each arena on top of our our service contract and what we're going to do as far as like for broadcast rights on top of what we have to do for um, like what ISP are we using? Like can our can the ISP that we're contracted with support this output input of what we're doing of like up and down? If if at the end of the day, you make a profit, you do it. That's <laughs> that's the bottom line, right? Like, yeah, yeah, companies don't do things to lose money. They don't. Even when they give you sales, they don't. They're doing sales because they they're trying to clear an inventory to bring in the next batch of things. Sure, right? Like, and even when they sell it, I don't think they ever sell it below the manufacturing cost of what they paid. Right. So. You 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 try to never get behind it and lose money on an investment. So I mean, from an operational standpoint, that's how I would be viewing this, and I would be viewing it as it's too early. Not enough people have VR. The metaverse isn't mainstream yet. Like the metaverse is kind of known. It's it's kind of known as a joke. Mm. When the metaverse gets to the point where it's a serious thing, where you have the numbers to talk about for the metaverse. Like, oh, there's, you know, 25 million users in the metaverse. When you have that, those statistics, that's when you can pull the trigger. Mm. Oh, hey, for the past two years, we've seen a double percentage increase of uh, users, of daily users. So in 2020, we had 8,000. In 2021, we had, you know, uh, 10,500. And now we're up to, you know, 13,000. You can you start seeing a trend and then you hop on when it's hot, but at the point of where it is now, it's not at a point where it's. Facebook is trying to do it. Facebook yeah. is now Meta, right? Which is fucking stupid. But Facebook is trying, or Meta is trying to make it mainstream and force this change. In my opinion, I think they're trying to force this next chapter. Um. Mm. Because, again, they don't care about morals or impact. They care about money. So what do you do when you can offer a different experience than looking at a phone and scrolling up and down on it and touching a screen if you can live in that screen and you can live with all the people that you're tweeting back and forth with or et cetera, et cetera, right? Like that's what this is. That's what this is offering. That's what they're trying to get to. They're trying to make it mainstream and normalized. Mm-hmm. which is not for any kind of benefit to humanity. It's because it's how they stay competitive in a market that's getting stagnant. Right. That's what they, that's what they're doing. So that's all this is. Um, yeah. Yeah. So bottom line on a scale of one to 10 of happiness and excitement, where do you stand for 
the UFC in the metaverse? Five. A five? Because I'm really just kind of like, I mean, I get it from a business perspective, but at the same time, again, I, I don't have any personal VR experience in general. So, like, I'm all about atmosphere. Um, I'm sure others feel differently, but I'm not, as of right now, I'm not for it. I'm an eight. Okay. I think it opens a lot of doors. I think it opens a lot of potential, a lot of capabilities, but it's just, it's such a risk right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. You got to try VR, man. There's some I cool, would love to. I, I cool also VR need money to try it. So I, there's a VR program I did where I essentially went through the Apollo 11 launch. Jesus. And you sit down. You have it on. It's like the second scenario I told you where it's kind of like a scripted, just a video. But right. like you're in the spaceship and you look mm. left, it's the window and you like can look out the window a little bit and you look to your right and there's an astronaut there and like you hear the actual recordings from the launch, but they're played in like full clarities as if like it's you're, you're doing it. It's like a recreation of that experience. Wow. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. It's, wow. um, it is 100% worth a try. Um. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's definitely worth a try. Now, let me ask you this. Yes. Without going too far off topic, but is right. there like a specific VR uh, console? I guess you would call it uh, that you would recommend. I don't know how many different ones you personally have tried. Um, I know there's like the Oculus. There's like the ones for PlayStation. Yeah, I tried the not the Oculus. Um. Oculus is the Facebook one, isn't it? I have no idea. Yeah, it is. The Oculus Quest is a is the VR headset created by Facebook Technologies. Yeah. Like I'm gonna fucking let Facebook get that kind of access into my house. <laughs> Fuck off. Um No, the one that I've done is uh da, 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 not the Oculus. What is it? What is it? What is it called? Is it isn't there the one that begins with a V? That's yeah, that's the one that I've tried. Vive. HTC Vive. Vive, yeah, yeah. The Vive. Yes. I've, I've, okay. I've used the HTC Vive. I've heard good things about the Index, um, which is $1,699. Um, <laughs> the Oculus. Ooh, see, this is where this is where this is where Facebook, this is where they start flexing their their money. The Oculus Quest 2 is one of the highest rated VR headsets, starting mm. at $299. That is this for is the mean. headset and the handhelds. You look at the Sony is $496. The right. Valve the Valve Index is $1,699. And the HTC Vive Pro 2 starts at $1,399. Jesus. Yes. That's a wide range of prices, bud. That's a $299 to $1,700 price range for headsets. That's quite a fucking range. And that's my thing, too. It's like, well, does any of them, like, can I get the same experience with the $299 set as I can with, you know, the one that's going to cost me my kidney? It depends, right? So the Vive, the Vive Pro 2 is the highest resolution VR you can get. Okay. The best whole room experience to have the most technological improvement of immersiveness is the HTC Vive Cosmos, which is $649. Oh, there's different models. Okay. There's different models, yeah. If you want the um if you have a PlayStation, they say the PlayStation VR is is has very powerful and compelling VR. And if you want the uh, the best cable-free experience... Oh, yeah, if you didn't know this, this is what sucks when you do the boxing games in VR because uh, I did it on a Vive. The headset has a cable, Matrix style, going into the fucking computer. So oh, when you shit. move, you have a cable you have to be careful of. If you uh, want, yes. However, the Oculus Quest 2 from Facebook is $300, and it is the best cable-free experience you can get. Hmm. It's also $300, which still isn't cheap. No, that's not cheap at all. 
But I mean, that's like what? A month's worth of groceries? Yeah. I, yeah, I guess. And then so I could like, go into the metaverse and go to a grocery store there. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's actually what fa- what uh, they, Facebook's doing. Did yep. you see that? Did you see the, the grocery store experience in the no. metaverse? <laughs> no. no? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. Um, when you get in there, when you change to go aisles, change aisles, the whole floor, like an elevator changes and the aisles and the, and the shelves change. And it's like, you're now in produce. No shit. <laughs> yep. And then a virtual person pops up and goes, hi, what can I help you? Uh, what are you looking for? Do you need help with getting something? And if you have, I think this was, I think it was Amazon. But if you have like a, if you have like a fucking like app enabled smart fridge, it like it ties into the program and it goes, oh, we've noticed that you're low on eggs. Do you need more eggs for next week? Would you need oh, Jesus Christ? Do you need, do you need another dozen or do you, do you, do you need more than that? like uh no i think a dozen is fine okay yeah and we then a hundred years from now that refrigerator is going to kill you we have a dozen the- eggs in your basket right now <laughs> yeah what else do you need we noticed <laughs> that you don't have any protein you bought steak last week did you want something different did you maybe want chicken we have Silly a special human. running on chicken it's like yeah let's go to then it's like the whole th- the whole aisle changes and pops up and goes oh you're in the meat section well let's look at the chicken specials today like <laughs> oh my god yes you didn't see that video it's fucking wild it's fucking wild. But yeah, man, that's um that's already here, dude. It's already here. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, that's Yeah, buddy. Sometimes I feel like people invent things just because they were in movies at one point. And we feel like we have to, like, really advance ourselves into this, like, futuristic world. Like, some sort of cyberpunk 2077 shit. I don't know. It's just, it's so weird still. I don't know. Uh, it's still it's still early on. That's why. I just sent you the video of what I was explaining of what the oh, uh, boy. metaverse uh, Walmart ex- experience is like. <laughs> You load it up. I want to get your live your live reaction. Load it up oh, and play man. it. Load it up <laughs> okay. and play it. Let me hear what you say. Here we go. All right. Is it playing? Okay, I see them grabbing wine off a shelf. Yep. I'm not. I mean, I'm not a fan of the PS2 graphics, but I get it. <laughs> I, um, I mean, I told you, 360 oh, and, PS3. And it's literally a person. It's not even like an avatar. Nope. Oh, oh, yeah. That, this all right. This is weird. The elevator thing. Yes. Okay. <laughs> just, just emptiness. All right, here we go. And now everything's different. Wow, it tells you the price. It tells you uh, <laughs> as they're picking up like the gallon of milk. All right. Did you hear what she said about your smart fridge saying that you already have a gallon of milk? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and so the whole time you're seeing what's in your car, what the total price is, your shopping list. Yep. All right, so now we're in the electronics section. <laughs> sure let's just add that tv to the car i'm sorry to the listeners who can't hear what we're playing but we're playing the walmart shopping in the metaverse oh bye bye cart <laughs> the cart with groceries just disappeared okay and now All right, so the checkout looks weird. I'm seeing like subway tram things. Yep. Uh oh, okay, there's a drone carrying the TV out to the fake outside along <laughs> with your car. That's going outside automatically. That stuff will then get delivered to your door within like a day. 
Okay, so this is just a hyped-up version of online ordering. <laughs> yeah, that's the metaverse. Essentially. Yeah. Okay. All right. And this is my point, Matt. <laughs> but, but think about it. What? Are you going to miss the experience of being in the grocery store waiting in line? Bro, Streaming we children. COVID, where no, we you need, all you survived need, for online you need, ordering and Amazon. You, you need to put that candy back? No, no. I said no. No, we're not going to get that cereal. <laughs> you want those experiences? Like, that's really what you want? <laughs> <laughs> is that the authentic the authentic human experience that you're craving? Listen, man, I, I just feel like there's nothing difficult. And then the parking lot with day, the shopping carts, you're worried about it scratching and bumping into your car. Instacart. People not putting their shopping carts away in the parking lot and you got to dodge them. You want to park in a spot, but somebody left their cart there because <laughs> they're a fucking asshole. Lazy pieces of shit. That's the human experience that you're missing. That's your craving for when you go grocery shopping. That's what you want. You're going to feel like a prisoner in your own home. And eventually people are going to want <laughs> to go Says the guy who out. works fully at home. <laughs> right. And I've also been home for like a year and a half. And I hate it. <laughs> and I hate how like half the world has shut down because of it. There's no businesses are around. So even when I do want to go out, I can't. Oh, oh, oh going to go to McDonald's because they're never going to close down to McDonald's. You know, it like well, they will the when malls, everybody quits because they're not getting paid. <laughs> right, exactly. Everyone quits. Businesses can't afford to stay open. But now we're getting off track. But now, as far as my thoughts on this, <laughs> this metaverse shopping experience, yes, it is literally <laughs> you're playing a an early like a Gen One. PS2 game, but there happens to be a live person speaking to you the entire time, <laughs> mentioning sales on every floor you visit. Um, Detecting what's in your fridge. Which is creepy. Or is it efficient? Um, I can open the fridge. This is my point, bro. No, you can't. You're in a VR headset. You can't go. You can't fucking open up a fridge. You're, you're like you're standing in a different room. But what I'm saying is like, all right, so the person experiencing this happens to have one of those smart fridges, though. Yes. So the fact that they even went to that extent to get a smart fridge because they're so fucking rich or whatever the reason is or too lazy to just open it to see if you have a dozen eggs. I mean, call me old fashioned, but I got <laughs> nothing wrong putting my hand on the handle and opening the door. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean... Come on out. So, but that's the thing. All right. Okay. Let, let's entertain your idea of, I no longer have to leave the home, but now you're telling me I no longer have to open my fridge in my home. <laughs> you do. Where, where does you, it stop? You have where to put food in it eventually. I no longer have to piss and shit in a toilet because there's going to be some sort of metaverse, a, like separate device you can buy that you attach to yourself. And it'll be hooked up to your, your plumbing, and you could just sit there and do yeah. your business and not have to get off the couch. I'm All I'm saying is that if, a, if businesses know that they can make money doing this, they will do what they can to make it happen. That's all I'm saying. And if people are lazy or unmotivated enough to do these things, they will do it. That's what I'm saying. 100%. 100%. There is nothing done in the, for the greater good of anything in society. That's not how it works. Right. You, can't, you cannot forget we are capitalism. America is capitalism. Correct. This is how we function. Right? Right. This is, that is the motivator behind all of these business decisions. Like you just said, like, oh, like the McDonald's that doesn't have workers that like, like don't have money. McDonald's reported like a 26% increase in sales. Over the past right, year. I, right, so yeah. that means they have the money, but where's the money going? Right. Oh, they're not paying the people on the front lines. They're paying their CEO a bigger bonus because he was able to say, hey, I recorded a 26% increase in our profits for for uh, Q4 of 2021. Mm-hmm. So he gets he gets like a, a $2.6 million like bonus at the end of the year, right? Mm-hmm. Capitalism. That's what this is about. It goes up. The money goes up. Money doesn't go down. Money goes up. We spend money on things and it keeps going up and then it goes up to the, the few people that are at the top. The ones that own all the smart fridges. That's how this works. <laughs> Here, okay. 
<laughs> let me let me ask you this though, because this is still bothering me. <laughs> Go ahead. What is so goddamn hard About? with opening with opening up an app on your phone and using your thumb to place orders and click on items, and then hit oh deliver to this address? Okay, I'm done. And I did it from the comfort of my couch. Whereas you have to put on a headset, get it turned on, set it up. I assume that these are the steps necessary to turn the fucking thing on. Right. Well, how then about, you have well, to how about this? Well, how about this? How about eventually we make it so it's just, um, they're like sunglasses. And you put on these sunglasses that are full enveloping on your eyes like this. Mm. I got my hands over my eyes. So you put on sunglasses that go like this. And you have the full immersion of going, Bose. Don't they have that now? Not was in it years ago. Not was in glass it? form. Not in glasses form. Hey, hey. No, it was Google. Bose, I think they made the Google glasses, right? It wasn't VR. They had Google or not glasses. VR, but didn't they have things pop up on the screen that only you can see? Yes. Um, yes. They okay. Did. That was more like a heads up unit. Bose ah. already has sunglasses with speakers attached to the frames. So you have music playing, so you don't have to put in headphones or put headphones on. They're sunglasses. Okay. Right? It's a two-in-one. Eventually, the metaverse will be a two-in-one where it's, I might as well do my shopping here while I'm in the metaverse because I'm already in the metaverse hanging out with, with you on your couch. Mm. Right? Hey, man, I'll bear it back. I'm just going to hit the menu and I'm going to go, I'm gonna go uh, grocery shopping. He's like, okay, man, I'll be here. He's like, Bye. Right now, yes, because it's a whole process. But once you're in the metaverse already, mm. once you're already going in the metaverse as a thing, instead of watching TV, you're there, right? That's going to be the thing. And that's when, that's when this gets you because that's when it's no longer inconvenient to go grocery shopping in the metaverse. That's when it's a, I'm already in the metaverse. Like after I get home from work, I might as well just, you know, get all my stuff done. Then I have my weekend free. Hmm. I told you a while ago when you said, I don't like social media. I don't partake in it. And I said, okay, I, I, I respect that. However, the problem is nothing with it. There is, there's no problem with what you say in that statement. The problem is, is that the reality of this world is that it's moving still. It's still going to keep going forward and it's going to keep following its trends. And the trend right now is the fucking metaverse. That is a whole, I hate saying that word. Mm. I fucking hate saying that word. You know what I mean? I, I would rather it be called glippy gloppies. It's like, mm. <laughs> I'd rather be like, yo, did you hear about the glippy gloppies? It's like, no, what about the glippy gloppies? Yo, you're going to be able to buy TVs and go grocery shopping in the glippy gloppy. It's like, oh, shit. Like, I'd rather be saying that than the fucking the metaverse, man. Like, I'd rather right. be doing that. Um, right. But that's where that's where it's fucking going because the, the trends continue. Time goes on. And the only thing that matters is, like I've always said, clicks and views, baby. Clicks and views. That's how you get money. That's how you drive profit. That's what we're that's what this place is about. That's what we're all about. We're about we're about profit. Mm. So the metaverse is going to come and what stage or what version of it is going to arrive for the UFC and for us to experience. I don't know, but pretty soon it's already cheaper. The Oculus is already cheaper than a new phone. You know that, right? It's already cheaper than a new smartphone. Yep. So once the price gets down low enough for the experience, it's going to be accessible to more people. Once it's a hundred to one hundred and fifty dollars for a fucking like entry fee, that's that's the new phone, right? That's the new everybody has a smartphone. Oh, my eight year old has a smartphone now. Yeah, it's because they're just throwing it into your fucking monthly plan. It's free now. That's now that's going to be a thing. Oh, hey, you're going to get the, the the VR headsets. You can join the metaverse with your family. Sign up now, and if you like get the monthly package, you can get three additional VR sets for the metaverse for free. It's called the Family Metaverse Plan. Only at AT AT&T. Like, you know it's coming. (laughs) Not to to be super depressing, but you know it's coming. Oh, no, no, that's fine. And I do believe that um, there are people who enjoy taking the blue pill and taking the red pill. And Mm -hmm. I, my friend, like to hang on to that red pill. Well, here's the thing, and this is what I'm going to predict. The further you get away from one reality or one experience, the further you get away from that one, the more it gets craved. 
right? Mm-hmm. I this is my this has been my prediction for a while, and it already started with vinyl with records. The further we digitized music, the more the higher importance people had into the vinyl analog style of music, like getting a record, sitting down with a record player. That became a thing, right? Newspapers, I think, are going to make a comeback. Books are already doing it. Books kind of declined with the Kindle and with um, electronic readers and all that shit, but books are coming back now where people are Mm -hmm. like, fuck all this, turn off the electronics, get a book, right? Free yourself from it. It's becoming more and more a thing. Like, the history is cyclical, right? Like, everything repeats. Everything repeats. Bell bottoms are going to come back eventually, right? Like, spiky blonde tips are going to come back eventually. That's just how it works. That's just how mm-hmm. history works. I can already see newspapers coming back. I know they died off. Magazines died off. I can already tell that in, like, like eight years, it's going to be the new thing of, like, no, dude, no, dude. We got newspapers, man. And we just hung mm-hmm. out and we just read the newspaper. And it's because it's going to be a tactile, like you're saying, the tactile feel and experience, smelling the paper, feeling it, flipping it open, the inconvenience of this giant fucking thing, but this experience of it instead of looking at a screen, which you do all the fucking time. Right. Right. Which technology companies already have admitted is a problem. That's why they have sleep mode and do not disturb and they have screen time measurements and they have like auto dim and they have all these things of like, did you know you should have blue light like enabled for your phone after this point of time at night because it's going to keep you up and we don't want you to be on your phone. Like even tech companies are already emitting the the consequences of of technology. Mm -hmm. They already know, right? They're already doing it. And that's why like I think these things are going to come back. That's why I think like independent bookstores are booming now granted they now yeah. know they're using social media but that's a thing public libraries are staying are staying busy because the the ability to talk about them and the ability of like you can just go to your library and do the following that's now becoming a thing like these things are coming back slowly mm-hmm. but surely they're not there's a reason why there's like well there's no more books it's like no that's not the case oh there's no more vinyl that's never going to be a thing <laughs> No, it's 100% still a thing. Like, if anything, it's it's been popular. Where yeah. major music artists now have special vinyl packages they release because they know it sells out. Because mm-hmm. it's a thing now. The further we digitize, the, the higher importance that we will place on the analog. 100%. That doesn't mean the analog is going to be mainstream, but it means the analog will never be able to fully die off. Because people will crave that connection, not so much to a period of time, although some people will say that's a, it's something that's nostalgic for them, but it's also because, like you're saying about the experience of being at a stadium, they're still going to sell out stadiums because people are going to say you can't beat the live experience. It's because it's, sure. yeah, yeah, that's a live experience. You're not going to be able to beat the authenticity of you physically being there mm-hmm. until they fucking drill a chip into your brain, which Elon Musk is trying to do, but that's until you get to that point yeah like you it's still it's going to stick around is my point yeah i think yeah. it's going to stick around and that's my point okay now that we went off the deep end i have nothing left to say <laughs> <laughs> anything else you want to put in there no i think it's fair to say just to sum it up you're more not not necessarily 100% but like you said you're 8 out of 10 with this whole metaverse idea um i guess i just have to experience vr first before really you know, giving my, like putting my answer out there in conclusion, like definitive, uh, you know, I just, I don't know. I have to experience it first. I think, you know, I don't think you should experience VR games. Mm. I think you need to experience the VR, like watch experience that I was talking about, like Mm. being a part of the Apollo 11 launch mission or, 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 um, yeah, stuff like that. Like like when you're like kind of in a like a programmed experience. Yeah. That's what I think you need to you need to you need to have. Okay. I think I think that'll change your opinion on it. And I'm not saying, by the way, that I think the metaverse experience is gonna beat the in person experience. I just want the convenience. I want the option. Like Fair enough. I've been to what, three NHL games my entire life. You can bet your ass. That if they got in the metaverse and it was an immersive experience, I'd be going to hockey games every week. In the metaverse, oh, actually, probably not because that's probably there's, they would still jack up fucking prices. But yeah, I, I would still be 
it be more going more apt to going than dealing with the parking, the walking into the game, the crowd, having to pay sixteen dollars for a single beer, you know, paying ten bucks for a hot dog. Like I'd be more okay with like, nope, I'll just sit on my couch, watch it in at my house, eat the food I wanna eat. I'm good. I'm good. Like that's how I that's how I feel. But Yeah. Okay. Anyways, in that case Sorry about last week, everybody. Super busy. Life happens. But uh, we back. We back. We back. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. All right. Until next time, man. Peace. Peace.